0: Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host Brian Brogen.
1: Hello
2: builders, it is great to have you on this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. This is a podcast where we build you so you can build others. Maybe you want to working on building your company, building yourself, building a team, whatever you're working on, we want to complement that with this show. So I am grateful today to have one of our special guests today is uh, Glenn Gonzalez. And Glenn's got one of these resumes that you can't really write this down. You have to live it. It's just uh, amazing what he's done for his life. So I'm going to just go over a few of those highlights for you. He began his career in the United States Air Force as a T-38A instructor pilot. So thank you for your time and service there. He spends valued time with his wife, Tanika Archer, and his beautiful and incredibly talented daughters. He's a spokesman for Make-A-Wish, and he founded the 71st Fighter Squadron Iron Foundation to support other fellow veterans. So welcome to the podcast today, Glenn. It's great to have you.
1: Yeah, Brian, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to share all the many blessings that I've had uh, personally and professionally. And um, so thank you.
2: And that's awesome. And today you're actually the CEO of Jedit. So tell us a little bit about Jedit, why you began Jedit, and, and what Jedit does for the community.
1: Yeah. So, Jedit, we are a private aviation company. Uh, we are. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, we view ourselves as a, a budding disruptor in the industry. Uh, by that, I mean we're essentially providing the entire private jet to our users and our owners uh, who own a piece of each airplane. Essentially, they're flying for $1,600 an hour. Um, you know, look, we all want to get from A to B as efficiently and as quickly as possible. And if we can have some autonomy associated with that where we're not having to wait, on an airline or wait on someone else's schedule, uh, then, then we're, we're looking for that as well. It's just like how we drive our cars to and from. Uh, we, we leave when we want, and uh, we just put the fuel in it. Well, essentially, that's what our owners are doing, and uh, that's what Jet It is. We're a private, fast, smart travel solution.
2: That's awesome. We have so many guests on the show that are entrepreneurs, and they, and they find a need and fill a void, and it's obvious that's what you've done with, with Jetit Program. I see here where you, when you worked with one of the manufacturers, you kept getting these questions about, hey, I, I can't afford this, but what if I had a partner? So tell us a little bit of how, you, how you developed that plan and felt, filled that void.
1: Yeah, Brian, exactly as you said it. I was out and I was responsible for selling the entire HondaJet uh, for the northeastern section of the country. I had about 16 state territory. Uh, a lot of wealth, a lot of people, very interested in the HondaJet. Uh, but I heard the same thing time and again. Glenn, this airplane is perfect for my needs. I, I, I'm i an entrepreneur. I'm a small business owner. I'm a medium-sized business owner. Um, and I just have to be there. I have to be there for my company. I, I can't send a team of people. We, we can't afford that at this time. Uh, but I also need to be there for my family. Uh, my daughter is in high school and is getting ready to go to college. I want to go on those college visit, visits with her. The airplane will work great for me, but I don't have a need for the whole airplane. Can you help me find a partner? Can you help me find a a company to manage it for me and offset my costs when I'm not using it and put it into the charter market? After hearing that, literally 80% of the time, I realized that there's an opportunity in the market, and there's a segment of the market that's, uh, completely has been completely ignored and underserved. Uh, that being said, uh, my business partner and I, we created Jetit. It took us about two years to build the model and make sure that every I was dotted and T crossed, and here we are now. We're uh, about two years into the business, and we're soon to have 10 airplanes before year's end.
2: That is an amazing story. It's one of those American dream stories. G- great to know that, that a, a veteran, someone who supported our country the way you have, pulled this off. You know, what some of the listeners may not understand, uh, and I as a pilot kind of understand, is the opportunity when you, when you fly a small jet and you go to a destination, you can get within usually 15 to 20 minutes of your destination, as opposed, to like when I fly commercially, sometimes I've got to drive an additional hour or two hours to get to my destination. So, speak into the convenience of that for our listeners.
1: Yeah, you know there are thousands of airports across the country, uh, but for whatever reason, we only use about five percent of those airports. So, just in the Atlanta, Georgia area, there of course everyone recognizes uh, the Hartsfield Jackson Airport (ATL), but Uh, There are seven airports in the immediate vicinity of the Atlanta airport. If you have to fly into uh, and do something on the northern end of town, then flying into Hartsfield-Jackson is going to be problematic as you'll be stuck in traffic uh, in addition to having to wait for a connection flight and having to onboard and deboard and getting to the airport early. Uh, But there are airports everywhere. I know Bren. Uh, You're in the center of Florida. Uh, I mean, you have a major airport near you, but it's a private airport. Uh, So that being said, there are tons of cities around the country uh, that don't have airline service, but they do have airports and uh, fixed base operators in place to support uh, private aviation needs, which reduces your time considerably when you can fly directly into the airfield Get to your meeting or wherever it is that you needed to go and get right back on the airplane and fly right back out.
2: Yeah, and, and these times, you know, we're dealing with this COVID situation and, and flights are restricted and things are happening, and, and, and it's my understanding that you guys filled some serious needs during that time when people weren't able to travel. You gave them a travel option.
1: Absolutely. It, it's very interesting that uh, the, we, we planned the growth that we've had, but the awareness that we've had and the, the number of people looking for private aviation uh, has increased exponentially due to the pandemic. So many people are interested and want uh, to, to keep traveling. They need to keep traveling. Again, when you're that entrepreneur and you need to keep your company up and running, you, you don't have time to uh, miss a flight or, When there's now, instead of four flights a day out of your town, uh, even if you had to connect, it's now reduced to one flight a day. And there's still the risk of uh, 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 potentially getting ill uh, by flying next to someone who is asymptomatic. So uh, private aviation has really uh, – we have an opportunity before us as an industry to uh, continue to capture – uh, market share and individuals who uh, are, are looking to still continue their travel needs and, and to meet their travel needs, and it's up to us to uh, service them and then keep them uh, after after they join us.
2: Sounds like you provide some great options. And you know, when when business must be conducted, sometimes you know cost is not a factor as far as this has got to be done regardless of what it costs. And so sometimes. It's just going to be the best advantage, and other times it actually can be an economic choice when you got a few people flying. You might be able to offset the commercial flight costs. So I think definitely, definitely a niche market you're fulfilling and doing a good job with it. One of the things you said here in your application, I call it an initiative, is rethinking the way we travel, reshaping the demographic of those who can fly private. These are some daunting initiatives, and I hope that myself and many of my listeners can become clients of Jetit. So Tell us how you see this demographic changing. I'd love to hear that.
1: Yeah, you know, we we view ourselves on the leading edge of transportation or or the evolution of transportation. What I mean by that is throughout history that autonomy and efficiency that people are always looking for. Uh, Initially, if I had means, uh, I would uh, have a, a horse and a carriage. And that was my way from getting, of, of getting from A to B. If I didn't have means, then I was walking, and I didn't have any other way to do that. Fast forward, as technology is introduced, we have the Industrial Revolution. Then we start using automobiles and trains and, and, and large ships. But, but if I have means, I, I need more autonomy. We can all fly every single day, potentially on a commercial airliner, but we're beholden to the schedule of those airlines. Uh, we have no control over connection flights or uh, the wait times or maintenance. But when we have our own vehicles, we, we now can leave whenever we want. The challenge with having our own automobiles is, well, we, we now lose some of the efficiency that air travel provides. Uh, because we just can't cover as much ground. Well, with a company like Jettit, I have both. I have the autonomy to leave when and where I want, fly into whatever city I want, and I have the efficiency of a private jet. I can cover a two-state radius or 300 miles in less than an hour. Uh, So the ability to uh, have that autonomy and that efficiency that we've observed through transportation Year over year, for hundreds of years, we create that same level of ability. Uh, and when you look at any disruptor, there are three things that are necessary. You have to have a leap in technology. We believe we have that in the HondaJet Elite. It's comfortable, it's spacious, it's quiet, uh, and it's fast uh, and, and greatly efficient. When you Then the next thing you need for uh, a disruptor is you have to have a market that's ready for it. And The market clearly with this COVID pandemic and even prior to has been looking for means to travel privately and regain that autonomy that's necessary when you're an entrepreneur, when you have a business deal before you that it might cost you $5,000 for the flight, but it creates a return of $75,000 for your business or, or, or greater than that. And the last piece of any disruption or disruptor uh, that 's necessary is you have to have an innovative innovative business model and we believe the the jet business model is the combination of those two things a market that 's ready and serving that market and utilizing a highly efficient and very capable airplane uh, that is the Honda jet so uh, we view ourselves as being on the leading edge of transportation for those for those reasons and uh, look forward to continuing to grow. I think in large part that's why our company is growing at the, the rate that it is.
2: That is wonderful. It's great, the options and the flexibility you provide those that, that participate. I, I want to back up, though. You know, we talked about your service and your military service, and I think the military has prepared a lot of leaders with their the foundational skills. You've got here you were a T-38A instructor pilot. But also that you participated as an active member of a U.S. embassy. So tell us a little bit about your your aviation experience in the in the military, and then also in this embassy role.
1: Yeah, um, I, you know, like I said, uh, Brian, I've been so fortunate to have a, you know, what a lot of people would view as kind of a storied career, um, and, and I'm very thankful and, and very appreciative of every experience. But my my time in, in the Air Force. Uh, I, I had a, a number of unique opportunities to do different things, but my most rewarding job and time was as an instructor pilot. Many people look at my time as a fighter pilot and say, well, gosh, that must have been incredible, and it was. It was an exhilarating experience, but flying as an instructor in a high-performance airplane with and teaching new young pilots how to fly formation and low-level flying, and uh, they're taking them to fly above the speed of sound for their very first time, Uh, it it was just an incredible opportunity to learn how to communicate, to learn how to understand people. And uh, in large part, it prepared me for a lot of what I'm doing now, communicating to a broader market on uh, a a number of levels about aviation, a passion and love of mine. Whereas my time supporting the, the embassy uh, in the Kyrgyz Republic, when, when our, our country was, um, had some military operations there uh, while deployed in defense of the nation. It, it was an eye-opening experience to understand the reach and strength uh, of our American democracy and very proud to have uh, supported our nation in that sense.
0: We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb@buildcs.net. at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode.
2: That is so cool, the, the foundation you had there and got to serve in that way for our country. Uh, just just amazing. You know, one of the things you said here was how important listening is, and, and that's a recurring theme with leaders. I want to reinforce it. I uh, hope the listeners don't get tired of hearing about listening. They need to listen. So tell us a little bit about how important listening. I know as an instructor, that's got to be real. To listen to the people you are instructing has got to be very important. Uh, rewarding and then seeing their results. So, so tell us about the listening skills and how, they, how you've applied those to your leadership.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, li- li- listening covers a number of levels, and I'm so glad that you continually stress it. Um, it. It's something necessary internally, externally, and but you also have to listen to yourself. So internally for our company, uh, being able to – a lot of executives communicate that, well, I have an open-door policy – uh, but it 's not necessarily and, and they're they 're happy to engage with people, but are people happy and willing and ready to engage with them um, and so are they really create have they really created a culture where people want to listen um, or or speak their minds? Uh, one of the things that we look for as we 're hiring people at Jedit is you know are you highly communicative and are you courageous? Those two things are are elements of it's great to be a good communicator, but if you don't have the courage to speak up when the time is necessary, then your ability to communicate uh, is limiting. Uh, So internally for our company, uh, I I do have an open door policy and we do hire people who are great communicators and are courageous enough to raise their hand when they have an idea or if they need to champion down an idea. Um, And we have a culture that that people are are ready and willing to to share with anyone and everyone on our team. Uh, externally, as a company, we have to listen to all of our customers. We have to be listeners for our industry. What the, what are the changes? Uh, what do people want to see? What do they need to see? Indirectly, whether they tell us or not, are we recognizing what it is that our our passengers are enjoy about our service? We have to pick up on the the indirect cues just as much as the verbal cues or the emails that we might receive. Uh, And how are we measuring those things? And and then the last piece of that, though, is you also have to be a good listener of self. How are things with me? How are things with me emotionally, with my family, uh, physically? Uh, are, Are things changing? Are they different? And being in tune with your personal environment, I think are equally as important as your internal company and external professional environment. So listening is is a critical piece to what we view as our growing success as a company.
2: Definitely love to hear that reinforced about the listening. Something else you mentioned I want to talk about is that open door policy. I think sometimes executives and leaders Think that that's just a matter of opening their opening their intimidating corner office up and saying come come and see me when you when you want to, and yet people aren't comfortable with that as you talked about being comfortable with conversations. You got to get out and you got to see the team and you got to get them familiar with you and then say you can come to my office, not ju- not just have the open door policy in writing and expect people just to show up. It's it's all about being engaged and and where it sounds like you have that at, at Jetted.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, we're quite, that's something I'm most proud of, the amazing talent that we have on our team. I mean, we have people from, uh, multiple different industries. We have a, a doctor from, uh, or a PhD from the academic in, uh, world. We have uh, a, a Harvard Business School graduate, to, um, at, from the business and private equity space. Uh, of course, aviation industry people, um, you know, just luxury goods industry we're we're incredibly proud of the diversity of experience on our team and that open door policy like you said it requires a, a two-way effort um, it's not just me offering up that that we can come and let's have a conversation but it's also engaging with each individual to find out how things are going for them with them and then asking the right questions uh, tell me about what's going on in this environment. And um, as as information comes forward, you definitely want to continually engage and ask more questions. Be sincere and genuine about uh, what's going on with your team. And and I anticipate that anyone uh, who who spoke to uh, any team member at Jeddit would experience that and recognize that from us. And I've had the fortunate and unfortunate experience to see both sides of that. So it's, it's about creating the culture that we want, and um, I've taken the best from my professional experience uh, in the military, outside of the military as well.
2: That is wonderful. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about you talked about your internal and then external calling your customers and, and hearing from them. You know, there's got, and not that all wealthy people are good leaders. However, I'm sure there are some of your clients that you, you can learn from. Maybe you can't mention them by name, but can you give us an example of some of the leaders that, that use your services?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, across the board, um, I, I think that the answer is the same with all of our leaders. Take care of your people. Take care of your customers. You know, the services is, service is such a lost art in in our society. You know, I've had the luxury to travel outside of the U.S. and uh, there are some great service institutions throughout our country. You know, but you know, service is becoming uh, so commonplace uh, that you get exceptional service at Chick-fil-A. You get exceptional service at uh, Moe's when you walk in. Welcome to Moe's. Um, and so when, when it seems to be so commonplace, uh, you, you definitely recognize when it's presented to you at a high level. And uh, very excited to, you know, we have a, an individual who is our director of client experience. Um, His focus is to make sure that every single person that we touch has an exceptional experience. and um, The individuals that are buying into our service, that's all that they do. That's what they preach for their companies, what they've done uh, as they built their companies as entrepreneurs, taking care of their people on their team and making sure to go above and beyond and, and take care of their customers. At the end of the day, it's about if I told you I was going to do something and I could do it at a certain price point, it's my job to get that done. That's, that's the expectation. That's why people buy into a service at a price point. It's something they believe that they want or need at a price point that they uh, view as agreeable. And so it's been your job as an entrepreneur, as a company, uh, to provide that service, provide that good, and make sure it lasts or is reliable and uh, that's our focus. Our, we, there are two things of critical interest to jet it. Operate safely. Keep people happy.
2: Those are great things to, to shoot for and aim for. That, that's what you need to do there, especially the safety aspect. I know in aviation, that's important to all of us. One thing you, you said here that I, just in my mind I started thinking, you talked about earlier about not being you know, locked down to the schedules of the airlines and those things. And, and someone, an entrepreneur that's servicing a client, being prompt, if, if they get a phone call that's something that their business needs attention now, they can call you, call it, call one of these other airlines and say, hey, I need to be in Spokane, Washington this afternoon, and, and you can make that happen for them. I'm sure that's got some – the promptness of your service can, can probably really help out an entrepreneur that's, that wants to take care of their client.
1: Oh boy, I've got a, a tremendous example of that. I mean, a, a, of all in all cases, time killed deals. Perfect example of that is we had one of our owners reach out to us some time ago. Uh, I think it was maybe even pre-pandemic or just at the very beginning of the pandemic, uh, and there was a liquidation event th- taking place for uh, some of the goods that they sell. And this particular owner uh, wanted to lay eyes on those goods. Uh, but it was a tremendous opportunity to buy uh products that they could sell or or take and resell but it wouldn't make sense to buy a bunch of products that uh were faulty or were faulty or or couldn't be sold so um essentially he, he was able to go and buy these products uh after seeing them he left in the morning went to a city checked out those products Uh, then returned home and was having lunch with his team members, excited about the opportunity to turn those goods into a multiple X return. That's the opportunity that a service like Jettit creates, uh, the ability to have access to a customer, a client, a supplier, essentially immediately the same day to service your clients and to make sure that you're getting those things done that you said you would and needed to do but now to be able to justify that expense because it's reasonable and comfortable that that's what we are at Jetit and that's why we like to think of ourselves as a budding disruptor and hopefully soon here we'll you know continue to grow our business as we're expanding outside of the US and uh, beyond
2: that's a wonderful example and when I do these interviews from leaders like yourself, I always pick up some nuggets, and, and I just picked up this time kills deals. That, that is a great thing to think about, you know, to be able to expedite and make things happen for your clients. If you don't do it, someone else is going to do it. So that, that's important. I, I appreciate that one. What does leadership mean to Glenn Gonzalez? Yeah, um,
1: it, it is uh, like um, similar to my family. It is the ult- ultimate responsibility. Um, leadership is about providing to to the people on our team that have committed their lives and their families and their time to jet it. Um, leadership is making sure they have the resources that they need to be them their best selves that that is that is what I have to do as a leader. We've onboarded team members because of their exceptional talent and the last thing that I want to do is to stifle that ability uh, so if they can run at uh you know a hundred miles an hour uh, i I want to make sure that there's no governor. I don't want to make sure that there are no obstacles in their way so that they can be the best person that they and to best manage their skill set um, that requires me to know those individuals to understand what their needs are uh to have conversations with them to listen to them uh to understand our business enough that Uh, I I can see the obstacles that they're describing or whether they're able to describe it or not and be able to eliminate them. So they have the room to be the best person, the best team member that they can be for Jedet.
2: That is a great explanation of leadership from a true leader, man. We appreciate that from you. Glenn, we're at that place where I need to uh, end the podcast, so tell our listeners where they can get in contact with you and also with Jedet
1: yeah absolutely uh, uh you can find us on our website of course uh www.gojetit.com that's g o j e t i t.com uh but you can also reach us via phone at 833 to jet it so 833 to jet it uh so please uh give us a call we'd love to Connect, and uh, as a minimum, we've got all kinds of interesting videos and podcasts and stories, uh, which we're excited to share yours uh, on our podcast as well, Brian.
2: That'll be wonderful, so I appreciate that. And for the listeners, I will include that in the show notes so you can find that there. I also want to tell the listeners about our Live to Lead virtual replay. So you know we hosted the uh, Live to Lead live simulcast event here in Lakeland, Florida, on October the 9th I'm pleased to let you know that we're going to have a replay of that on November the 13th so if you go to our website www.live the number 2 lead lakeland.com I'll also put that in the show notes but you'll click on the virtual replay link and you can secure your pass for the November 13th virtual replay you'll get here from the great speakers John Maxwell Steve Harvey Kat Cole Alan Mullaly, and Craig Groeschel. They did a wonderful job, and we're going to have that replay for November 13th. So go click on the website, find that, sign up for that. It was great to have you listen to the Build Your Success podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Thank you.
0: Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build Yourself and then build others.